Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guest on the Goodyear Hotline. What a day this is to be alive and to love sports. Quarterback questions everywhere. The list is about the Masters. One question for you on the phones today, and my genius absolutely proven by the biggest story of the day. All that more in coming. It's Wednesday. Here we go! Only one place to start. But I need one more day of being disgusted for what this woebegone disgrace of a franchise has been the last three years before I can get it out of my system. Tomorrow we move on. Okay, and now tomorrow has become today. My thanks to everyone for checking on me yesterday. Hembo sent me a text as the day went on. Bubba was worried about me. Friends and family alike were concerned after I just freaked out on the air yesterday, but that was me explaining, expressing to you my rule. I have that personal rule. Stace has heard me say it a million times. When something bad happens, I don't mean something genuinely terrible, but I mean when professional setbacks or something like the Jets ruin a quarterback in three years, (laughs) I have a 24-hour rule. I allow myself to be as miserable as possible. You don't want any part of me. You don't want to be near me. You don't want to talk to me. I don't want anything to do with anyone. I just want to eat wings and drink alcohol and be left alone. And then a day goes by, and now I'm good. I'm fine. In fact, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic because I'm convinced that whilst my franchise that I have spent this entire life rooting for has been wallowing in total dysfunction and a a whole bunch of other nonsense, I actually think things are looking up in that direction. So we're good. My 24 hours have passed, and we move on. And we move on to what I think is today's most interesting story, and I'm going to make it straight talk. Straight talk uh, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The Atlanta Falcons have hung a sign on their door, and it says, Open for Business, the fourth pick in this draft is for sale. And that to me is really interesting. And let me remind everyone who doesn't already know, draft picks are not people, they are assets. And as such, they can be used in a lot of different ways. So they can be used to add people to your organization any way you want to. They can be used in trades. And if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm unquestionably trading out of the fourth spot. Unquestionably. So the question is, who's going up? And I just wrote down some obvious answers. The first one, as we just go through the teams in the order in which they will pick, the Falcons are at four. The Bengals are at five. I do not believe the Bengals go up. Let me be clear. The value at four is a quarterback. It's not to go up there and to take Kyle Pitts, as great as he's going to be. It's not to take Penny Sewell, as great as he's going to be. It's not to go up there and take Jamar Chase, as great as he's going to be. The value is to go up and get a quarterback. Either Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Mac Jones is going to be sitting there. We are guaranteed of one of those three sitting there in that spot. Someone is going up to get that person. Is it Carolina? Carolina at eight. I can't fathom Carolina doing that after having traded for Sam Darnold. I could see Carolina taking a quarterback, especially if it's Justin Fields, if that quarterback falls to eight. Otherwise, I don't see them trading up. Denver at nine. Denver's an interesting one. I thought I liked Drew Locke. Mostly, I thought they liked Drew Locke. Now it seems pretty obvious no one likes Drew Locke. So I think the Broncos are very much in the quarterback conversation. They were front and center in the Deshaun Watson conversation before uh, that all went where it has subsequently gone. So I think Denver is very much in the conversation. 
And then as you look far further down, you've got the Patriots at 15. They never trade up. They trade back. That brings us to the Bears and the Steelers. Those are the two most intriguing ones. The Bears and the Steelers are teams that need quarterbacks, but they need them differently. The Steelers don't need one this year. In fact, they don't want one this year. They've got their quarterback this year. Ben Roethlisberger is their quarterback this year. I believe the Steelers will take a quarterback in this draft. I believe they will take him on Friday, not on Thursday. And a little later today, I'll tell you who I think that will be. But that leaves one team. That leaves the Chicago Bears at 20. The Bears who didn't have the ammunition to go get Russell Wilson as much as they wanted to. Do they have the ammunition to go all the way up to four, which is where I believe they would need to get to get their choice of quarterback? If not, do they trade up to eight, where Carolina has got their quarterback? And if Justin Fields should fall to eight, which I think is likely, do the Bears trade up to that? I was reading a story this morning on my way in. Matt Nagy apparently likes the quarterbacks in this draft. A lot of people do. That's a ringing endorsement from a Matt Nagy there, that noted judge of quarterback talent. Never trust a bald man in a visor, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. But the point of it is this. Someone's going up there. Someone is going up to four to get a quarterback. The question is, who's it going to be? Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, I think that we are going to do something a little bit different today. There's something I'm fascinated in doing, okay? And I've I've put this out there for the hashtag crew, and we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it with you today on the phone. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Here's my question of the day, because so many teams' quarterback situations have changed. Hembo yesterday brought up the fact that conservatively, 10 NFL teams, it's a third of the league, have either changed starting quarterbacks or put themselves in position to do so heading into next year. And there are still others. There's uncertainty out there in a lot of different places. So we're going to play a little game. We haven't tried this on the new show here. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to ask you to come up with two words, any two you choose, to describe your team's quarterback situation. And then we're going to see if I can guess which team you're talking about. So I'm going to have the hashtag crew go first so you will get a chance to see how the game is played. And then I'm going to throw open the phones to you and we'll see if we can do it with you. But since I already know who the favorite team is of every member of the hashtag crew, we'll do this as an open book test. Just so we basically are setting the stage for it. So we start with hashtag Hembo, seated directly to my left, my vice president in charge of analytics. You are a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. I am. We all know what their quarterback situation is. So what are two words you would use if I didn't know who it was to describe your team's quarterback situation so I would be able to guess it? Prove it. Prove it. See, here's the problem I have with prove it. That's not specific enough. If you just said prove it and I had no idea Mm -hmm. what team you were talking about— That would not narrow it down to the degree I feel I need it narrowed down to have any conceivable chance of guessing this. Well, two words is very difficult to do that. Untested would be one of them, right? So so now I know, okay, ooh, you have a quarterback who's untested um, and and, and come up with another word. So the words don't necessarily have to... No, it's not a two-word phrase. It's two words. See, this is why I wanted to try it out Mm. with the hashtag crew first so the callers will have a fighting chance. We're working our way through the process. Uh, We have hashtag Bubba, who is our board operator, and many uh, may not know, but again, used to be one of the most respected draft analysts and scouts, and was the general manager himself, actually, of two different NFL teams and one in the old Arena Football League. 
Bubba, what would be two? And we know that you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. So what are two words you would use to describe your team's quarterback situation? Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, Here, that's, a, that's a winner. That is a winner. Because the second you say that, I would say Dallas Cowboys. Oh because that's what every Cowboy fan says. You just spoke on behalf of every fan of the Dallas Cowboys in America. That's 100% right. That's the way to play the game. Hashtag Devin is next. Devin, you're a fan of the New York football giants. What would be your two words to describe your team's quarterback situation? Judiciously bullish. <laughs> okay. Not only has Devin, Devin, as a, Devin has lost over the course of time his hashtag, the D and the E. I'm now taking away the V and the I. You're just mm. From now on, you're just mm. That's it. And I'm not even sure you deserve that. I think you are just now he who shall not be named. Judiciously bullish. Ah, great. Uh, that, that is, that's the worst one. So let me be clear. If you call into this program and give me judiciously bullish when I take calls on this in a moment, we're blocking your number, okay? That, that you will never be allowed to call this again. Let me go to hashtag Nuno, who was also a fan of the Giants. You can't possibly be worse than judiciously bullish. I, I might be because I'm extremely petrified. Extremely petrified see that's fair but again i'm looking for a little more do we think we need three words do you think this is why i wanted to try it out on the crew before the phones start ringing and i can see nuno is answering the phones should we give them three words to, right, how about this we'll start with two words we'll see if we can get it if we can't we'll allow a third just to try and get it let's see how the game goes it's our first time trying it it's one question with me greenie dial it up right now at 888-SAY-ESPN and see if we can figure out who your team is based upon the two words you would use to describe their quarterback situation. We'll do that. Today's green list is going to win you a bunch of money. I guarantee it. And don't miss today's rant of the day. It's epic. And it's on the way. I am Greeny, presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Back with your calls next on ESPN Radio. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com com slash greeny all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greeny now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greeny (laughs) 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, having some fun, trying something different today. Let's see how it goes. If it's great, I'm a genius. If it works out badly, I'm blaming it on Nuno. Uh, the game is called One Question. We're going to ask you to give us two words, two words to describe your team's quarterback situation, and we'll see if we can guess which team it is based on those two words. And we're coming to the phones in 30 seconds after this word from HelloFresh. I bet we all miss a true real break, right? Not just endless downtime. I mean a break that feels earned. A shortcut you give yourself that makes your life truly easier without sacrificing the end result. That's how you'll feel with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip the grocery store, the crowds, the traffic, the hassle, without sacrificing delicious meals. With more than 25 chef-created recipes to pick from every week, you'll never run out of meals to try. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 and use the code Greeny12 to get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. All right, very simply, the question of the day is to you at 888-SAY-ESPN. What are two words you would use to describe your team's quarterback situation? Again, they don't have to be consecutive words. They can be just two adjectives. Any two words you want to use to describe your team's quarterback situation. And let's see if we can guess what your team is. Bubba, who is first up? And remember, I have the best one so far. <laughs> Bubba, is he, for those of you just joining us, Bubba said Super Bowl. And I immediately said Dallas Cowboys. Because every freaking Cowboy fan says that, no matter how bad they actually are. So that was the best one we had from the hashtag crew. Who's our first caller, Bubs? Come on, let's see. Lucas, what do you got? All right, Lucas, give me two words to describe your team's quarterback situation. Bug years. I didn't get it. Say it again, Lucas. Give me two words again. Dog years. Anyone? Dog years. Dog years. Oh, dog years. Dog years. That means someone who's aging in Mm. dog years or someone who's young but seems older. That sounds bad. No one uses dog years in a positive way. Is that Cam Newton, potentially? uh, Okay. I will try. I'll give that a go. Is Is the answer New England Patriots? No, that's incorrect. Did we even know who it was? Did we hang up on him? <laughs> yeah, the tra- answer was the Bucks. The oh, the Bucks. So he's not aging in dog years. Tom Brady is aging in the opposite of dog years. <laughs> what is the opposite of dog years? He's aging like fine wine. Fine wine would have been Tom Brady. Come on, guys, get with the game here. Let's try another one. And, and, and if it doesn't go a whole lot better, I'm not sure we're doing this much longer. I got a lot of stuff planned today. This sounded funny until someone comes on and says dog ears, and I didn't understand it. Who's next, Bubba? Let's try Shannon. All right, Shannon, the pressure is on you here, Shannon. Give me two words to describe your team's quarterback situation. Overpaid. Okay, that's a good one. Now, that could be an Eagle fan who believes Carson Wentz was overpaid, but he's not there anymore. I like overpaid. Who's, an, who's another? Could it be the Detroit Lions who, who, and Jared Goff is overpaid? Or maybe Atlanta? Who else thinks? 
maybe Atlanta. He's made a lot of money. Say the word again. I'm going to try and see if there's an accent. Say the word one more time. <laughs> Overpaid. <laughs> Did that sound like a southern accent to you? The connect- I, mean, I could do with all the laughs. I can't tell either. All right. I'm going to go Atlanta Falcons. Uh, who is it? I mean, I don't agree with this clown. It's the Cowboys. No! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Baba, you can let the caller tell us the answer, by the way. Like no. you're hanging up on people left and right. Not let with the... that terrible answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, that was a step in the right direction, even if we didn't get it right. Let's do the next one here. Bubba, who is our next caller? All right, let's go to Alex. All right, Alex, you're up here. Give me two words, Alex, to describe your team's quarterback situation. All right, Greeny. I'm going to give you dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Whose team is a dumpster fire at quarterback? That Who thinks that? Who thinks their their own team situation? I think Chicago. That's what I thought too. I'm going to go Alex, I'm going to go Chicago Bears. Yes! We got one right. We got one right. All right. Sorry everybody in Chicago. Sorry everybody in Chicago for for being so excited about the dumpster fire that is your team's quarterback situation. But at least we got one right. All right, let's do one more, Bubba. I'm enjoying – is everyone enjoying the game? What do we think of the oh, game? Oh, we're having a great time. Having a great time. <laughs> Bubba, I can never tell because you have that, that dry wit that I can never tell we if got, you mean we that. we plenty of calls to go. We're having a great time. They're okay. going to hang around. Give me one more. Let's Who's go to next? Mark. Mark, you're up on ESPN Radio. Mark, give me two words to describe your team's quarterback situation. Hollywood reject. Oh, see, I really like – People are now thinking. That's a really good creative one. Who would be a Hollywood reject? Detroit. The Detroit Lions, because Goff got traded there. Yes! See, now we're playing the game. Oh, boy. We're playing the game. See, they made Aaron Rodgers the host of Jeopardy, but I should have had that job because I was born to do game shows. No one, no one was born to do a game show like I was. That was brilliant. <laughs> Mark, that was outstanding. All right, let's keep going until we get one wrong. We'll keep going until we get one wrong. So the pressure was really on everybody. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to John. John? All right, John, pressure is on you. Give me two words to describe your team's quarterback situation. Can't throw. Can't throw? Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Can't throw can't throw <laughs> that's a generally a terrible quality for a quarterback that's not someone who has great confidence I, I have a feeling that it okay I, I don't necessarily well I think John that you are talking about the Baltimore Ravens uh, okay. that was not a bad guess who was it John Cam Newton what did he say oh Cam Newton New England. Okay, fair enough. You know what? Let's. You want to call it there, Bubba? What do you think? I, I'm looking. I'm looking around the room. What do we think? We'll call it. All right, let's leave it. Always leave them wanting more, and we'll <laughs> we'll have a meeting after the show and decide if we're trying that one again. But I we, got, we have one more that we really want to get to. Okay, one more. Go ahead, Bubba. Give me one more. Who's next? Elmo. What is it? Elmo. Elmo. <laughs> Elmo. Go ahead, Elmo. Give me two words to describe your team's quarterback situation. Judiciously pushed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> judiciously is it the new york giants uh, okay, no. it's not even that. who is it 
Panthers. The, the, the Carolina Panthers. Okay, fair enough. That was fun. Elmo, well done. And if you just joined us and you don't know why that was funny, it's because when I gave Devin the opportunity to give me two words to describe his team, he said judiciously bullish, uh, which in my opinion is the reason that he, next week he's going to be working on Barton Hahn. I, I can't even have him. I can't even have him in the studio anymore working on the show because that was such a terrible hint. And can I, by the way, as an aside, can I make an observation? I went out in the break, uh, in our commercial break, I walked over, you know, I keep the, a protein shake in the fridge over there that I grab after, in our first commercial every day, and I walked past Alan Hahn mm-hmm. in the hallway. Have you ever walked past Alan Hahn? I've not. I've been in the same room with Alan Hahn in my life, probably 10 times. I've seen him at the station in New York, which is where I first met him, and then I've seen him here, and he's, he's you know, Alan Hahn from Barton Hahn, and he's been filling in, doing a terrific job hosting KJZ for the last little while. And every time I've ever been around him, he's always been sitting down. Alan Hahn is a big dude. Holy smoke. I walked by him. He's wearing a mask. It took me a second to figure out who it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, who is Bart walking with? Bart walks by and he's, he's with some big guy. And I'm like, hey, Bart, who's that? And it turns out it's Alan Hahn. Alan Hahn is, Alan Hahn is one. He is the kind of big that is actually, um, it's, it's, what's the word? It's intimidating. He's intimidating. He's intimidatingly big. Just he's tall him. and athletic looking. He's just a, you know what? He's a beautiful specimen. He's 49 years old. A- Alan Hahn is 49 years Alan, old. He was born in 1971. He's that close in age to me. Yeah. You should see the shape this Alan Hahn is. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He is, it is ridiculous. So anyway, that was just an aside. Anyway, uh, I insist now, Greedy Insist is up next, and Greedy Insist is going to bring us to the list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. All right, Greeny insists that we get you interested in golf. Golf is my favorite sport. It is my passion. I love it more than I can put into words. And I don't do a lot of it on this show or on Get Up because I know it's it's not your favorite sport. It probably isn't. I think a disproportionate number of people follow me on Twitter, love golf, because I tweet about golf a lot. But it is my goal to try and get you excited about golf, particularly this week with the Masters. Greeny and Sisters brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And so I'm going to do the, the oldest, most tried-and-true method to get you interested. I'm going to help you win some money. <laughs> Today's green list are the five bets you should absolutely make going into the Masters this weekend. You are welcome in advance. Five prop bets from the Masters that I absolutely love. Number five. Here's an obscure one at five. Justin Rose is not going to win the Masters, but he has an excellent chance to have the lead after round one. Justin Rose is 17 under in his Masters career in the opening round. That is the second best in history behind only Phil Mickelson. He plays great on Thursday. He's 55 to one to be the first round leader. You want to try and make a few cheap bucks? Throw a, just throw a little something. Again, never, ever, ever gamble money you can't afford to lose easily. But if you are someone who likes to make a bet on some things, Justin Rose at 55-1 to 1 to be the first-round leader is a sneaky, beautiful bet. Number four. Next up is another obscure one. Louis Oosthuizen is not going to win the Masters, but he is going to finish in the top ten. Over the last five years, Oosthuizen has played 14 rounds under par. That's tied with Rory McIlroy for the most over the last five Masters, the most of anybody. He's third in hitting fairways, second in hitting greens, and that is how you finish top 10 at Augusta. Louis Oosthuizen is plus 450 to be a top 10 finisher at the Masters this week. 
That is a sneaky good pick. Number three. Number three is DeChambeau. I am telling you right now, DeChambeau is not going to win the Masters. In fact, you can get 7-1 to one on DeChambeau missing the cut. I like that way better. I think there's a way better chance of that than there is him winning the Masters. He has played 16 career rounds at Augusta. He shot under par in only five of them. He's 18 over on par fours at Augusta over the last three years. Bryson DeChambeau lives on making eagles on the par fives. You know what? So does everybody else on this golf course. And there is no way to overpower Augusta. You don't overpower Augusta. Not the way he does it. You got to be long like Bubba's long. You got to be long like Mickelson is long. You don't have to be long like Bryson DeChambeau is trying to be long. That, that playing at Augusta is an art. It's not a science. He wants to make it a science. DeChambeau, 7-1 to to miss the cut, I think is an, e- an interesting bet. Number two. Number two is John Rahm to win. Rom is not my pick this week, but I think he's a good pick. Now, he just wife just had a baby. Just had a baby. That could throw you in either direction. You never know. You come back from the baby, you never know if that's going to throw you in the, oh, my goodness, this was the greatest experience of my life, and I'm now going to play with a freedom I've never experienced before. Or you say, oh, my God, this was the greatest experience of my <laughs> life, and I haven't touched a golf club in a week and a half, and I'm not ready, and I got a burping and a feeding and a thising and a thatting, and I can't, I'm not ready to play at all. So I don't know how to factor in the baby of this. But Rom to win, I like. He is ready to break through and win a major. John Rom is a magnificent player. He has the best career scoring average in Masters history among more than 400 players to shoot at least 15 rounds at Augusta. He plays great on this golf course. He is one of only two players with top tens in each of the last three Masters. Dustin Johnson is the other. Rom is a sneaky good pick at 12 to 1 to Number win. Number one. And then finally, Jordan Spieth. Look, he's hot. And you can take the fact that he won last week either way. One, the negative side of it is it's very, very rare that you win the event the week before the Masters and then you win it. Mickelson's the last guy to do it in 2006, and he's the only person to do it since the 70s. But Spieth has been... You could argue the best player on tour the last two months. He just hadn't put it together and won an event. I think he's got a pretty decent shot. And he's plus 230 to finish in the top five. That feels like the best bet on the board. Jordan Spieth to finish in the top five, plus 230. I absolutely love it. And that is today's green list. I insist we make it talking about golf and the Masters, a way to make a little money this weekend. And Greeny insists is brought to you by DraftKings. I'm looking forward to watching it. Okay, next up, I am so excited to try this for the first time. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello, you play to win the game. Rant of the day. So, we're a rant of the day. This is an idea that I had. When I first decided to come back to the radio and I said to Nuno and Bubba and the rest of the crew that was with us at the time, I said, I I love a rant. We all love a good manager's rant. We all love a coach's (laughs) rant. We all have a player's rant. I also love a good talk show host's rant. Talk show hosts will rant and I love it. I don't do it often. It's not really my style. Maybe you could you could call what I did yesterday a little bit of a rant. Oh, I would. But a good talk show host rant is a beautiful thing. And we hadn't done one. It's been months now that we've been back and we hadn't done one. And I had the original idea I was going to ask you, and I'm asking you today. If you are listening to this radio station that you are listening to me on right now, if at any point in the day you hear one of the hosts go into an awesome rant, tweet that at us. Let us know. Let us know the host's name and the station and all that, and we will get it, and we will play them on the air. 
because I would like to try and do a rant of the day regularly so you get to hear a good old-fashioned rant. And there's no better way to start it than with my buddy Don LaGreca. If you don't know Don, let me try and describe him. Don LaGreca is one of the hosts on the Michael K. Show on ESPN Radio. They do afternoons on our, our station in New York, and it's outstanding. He and Michael and Peter Rosenberg. Michael was on the show last week. We had that little funny misspeak, but whatever. I've known these guys forever. I've known LaGreca forever. And LaGreca has a passion that I absolutely love. He and I are similar. We're about the same age. We grew up in roughly the same place. He is to the Giants what I am to the Jets. So we've always gotten along on that front. And Don will get going to the point that literally, if you're in the room or you're watching it, their show is simulcast on the Yes Network. If you're watching it, you start to worry. Like you literally, when he gets going, you start to think to yourself, I have, I've, I've dialed nine, one, and I've, I got my thumb above the other one because I may have to send the paramedics any second. So I got to set this up for you. I'm in the car yesterday. I'm driving to the golf course. I'm listening to those guys. And Don was talking about something you brought up yesterday, which is the Mets took Jacob deGrom out of their season opener after he had thrown only 77 pitches. Don is a crazy Met fan, and he lost his mind. <laughs> I FaceTimed Nuno from the car. And I said, Nuna, we need this. So, and, and we couldn't play the whole thing because, I mean, it's minutes and minutes and minutes. <laughs> so this is our distilled version of Don LaGreca, our first ever rant of the day. I don't know what I'm watching now. I don't know what I'm watching because what I'm watching now is nowhere close to the sport that I fell in love with. Well, what, what's going on here? I want to enjoy the sport. I never saw a sport shoot itself in the foot. I don't enjoy it because of the decisions they make. I'm sorry. It's game one. I'm not thinking about a championship. I'm not thinking about this deep into the summer. I'm thinking about enjoying myself. I'm supposed to enjoy the sport and have some fun. What's fun about that? What, what other sport does that? It's the entertainment business, people. Why in God's name would a 12-year-old kid sitting with his dad enjoy that? Why is that fun? Falling out of love with the sport. Falling out of love. I got too much else going on in my life. I try to invest to watch the best pitcher in baseball, and you took him from me. And in my eyes, for no reason. Zero. Take your analytics and shove them right up your rectum. Right up your... Jam it up! I'm tired of it. <laughs> that, that is Don LaGreca with our first... Now, was that pretty good? It was better than you described even. I actually called Nuno and I said, we need the rant. Out cue, rectum. (laughs) There's a new segment. It's a phrase. Exactly right. Next week, tune in for Greenies. Out cue, rectum. No, but that's that's LaGreca. That is his rant. And he's right. I actually, when I arrived at my destination, which was the golf course, delightfully, I actually tweeted, epic rant from Don. And not only was it epic, but he's right. He's right. Now, I happen to have the VP of analytics sitting next to me. So I'm going to put you, Hembo, in the impossible position of defending that. I'm putting you in a moment on the other side of that argument, and you're going to tell me why the manager is right, why baseball, the, 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 the analytics are right, and all of us who love the game are wrong. That is your charge. That is your lot in life to do, whether you like it or not. Hamba will try and defend that as we continue in a moment. And I will offer absolute proof that I, when it comes to sports and playing chess, 
while the rest of the world is playing Parcheesi. Those are next as we continue here after this word from 303 Products. Okay, are you looking for professional-level protection for your car's paint, but without the cost you would pay a professional detailer? New revolutionary 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating provides just that. 12 months of protection with a simple mode of application you can do it yourself in no time. It leaves your car's finish with insane levels of shine and depth, plus the water beading is crazy. Your car will never look better. It also helps to keep your car looking that way longer, too. The layer of protection helps to repel dust, fights off water spotting. It does this by making water shed quickly from the surface and lowering the surface temperature so the water doesn't end up drying on the paint. It works. It's also great to use on your car's glass and wheels and trim as well. It's now available at Advanced Auto Parts and Pep Boys locations nationwide, or you can learn more by visiting 303radio.com. Hembo on the hot seat, next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, and my guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Very quickly, Christine Lisi may have solved a mystery. Christine sends me a note. The caller who used the word dog years to try and describe Tom Brady, she said, I think the caller was thinking one dog year equals seven people years, so instead of Tom being 43, he would be six in dog years. (laughs) What do you think? Because I always think of dog years. People use the expression in the opposite direction. But in reality, she's right. But I thought the same thing that you did. 
Right. So I she think might everyone be right. thinks it. She's right. The caller was. But the bottom line of it is, it's a terrible way to give a clue. But at least there's an explanation for <laughs> it enough. that is better than the one that I'd thought. So, Christine, thank you for that. Uh, Greeny reminding you that baseball is back, and so are your favorite teams and players. And you can catch the best of the bigs all season on ESPN Plus with over 170 live games featuring every star and every team in the league. You need to sign up now at ESPNPlus.com/baseball if you are a baseball fan. And that brings us back to our conversation. And the epic rant, our first ever rant of the day for my buddy Don LaGreca. I'll play at the end of it just in case you missed it. He was frustrated because they took his pitcher out. They took the best pitcher in baseball out on opening day after 77 pitches. I got too much else going on in my life. I try to invest to watch the best pitcher in baseball, and you took him from me. And in my eyes, for no reason, zero. Take your analytics and shove them right up your rectum. Right up your Jam it up. I'm tired of it. <laughs> so that's Don as only Don can be Don. But once again, I think he's speaking for a lot of us. Maybe not in exactly the language we'd use, but he's speaking for a lot of us. Hembo, you are the other side of that. Hembo, you are my vice president of analytics. Explain why taking um, Jacob deGrom out of the first game of the season after he threw 77 pitches is the right thing to do. It's not, but that's that's the issue here. He's conflating. That is not analytics. Analytics is not just something bad that happens that you don't like. The Yankees, excuse me, the Mets took out Jacob DeGrom then because they had decided before the game that because he had not uh, faced batters in 10 days, that he he was going to have a shorter leash than he otherwise would. That's not an analytical decision. The reason teams use analytics is because analytics work. Analytics work. Analytics are the reason the Rays reached the World Series last year. It also forced them to make a bad decision, as it turns out, in Game 6. But analytics are used because analytics work more often than not. That's what you're doing. The decision to remove Jacob DeGrom from that game had nothing to do with the math. It had nothing to do with the math. It had everything to do with it being a unique circumstance because of, of, of their, their postponement and opening day. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're looking down the road or any such nonsense like that. And you don't have to love analytics, but the reason teams use them is because they work all the time, and this was not that. Okay, fair enough. So let's say for the sake of argument, this particular instance is not that. Mm. But you and I both know that in baseball today, regardless of how well a pitcher is pitching, they won't, the overwhelming majority of the time, they will not let him face the lineup a third time Correct. through, even if he is sailing and cruising. While the, when, but the reality is, as a fan, as a baseball fan my whole life, Nothing is more entertaining than watching that big-name pitcher <laughs> yep. in the seventh inning and the eighth inning and that confrontation with the big guy on the other side. I don't want to see the third guy out of the bullpen throwing 100 miles an hour. I want to see Clayton Kershaw in the eighth but inning. But Clayton Kershaw in the eighth inning is worse than a league-average reliever coming out of the bullpen. I understand that, but that's not what I... I don't care about that. I understand why they're doing it. But what I'm saying and what Don is saying is that that is... For a baseball fan, that's much less entertaining. Oh, much, much, much less entertaining. No one's debating that. So what we have to do is change the incentive or change the rules. How? What do we do? What are we changing specifically to address that? You're eliminating the the amount of of relief pitchers that a team can carry on a given day. So if you can only use, say, three, four, five relievers in a game, you're not going to pull Jacob deGrom after six innings and 77 pitches. It's absurd. But you have 10 guys in your bullpen. All of them are fresh. You're going to use those guys because even Jacob deGrom, the third time through the order, is going to be about as effective as a good reliever, at least in theory, if you do that 30 times. They did it once. It didn't work out. That's not an indictment on analytics. It just didn't work. Just because you didn't, just because you didn't like it and it didn't work, doesn't mean analytics are bad. It just means that uh, individually was a bad decision. That's fair. Now, so so let me. Here's the way I always describe analytics, or the the analogy I make. If you play blackjack, blackjack is all about if you play right, if you if you play correctly, 
then it is all about trying to tilt the odds as close to being in your favor as they can be in the game. You will never tilt the odds to where you have a 50% chance of winning in blackjack. Because if you could, they wouldn't have all those buildings <laughs> in Vegas. So you can't do it. The house always wins because if you play a million hands and everyone plays exactly right, the house is going to win something like 53% of them. The, the, the reason they win, make, they make more money is because half the people play wrong and the house winds up winning 60, 65% of them. In baseball... You can use the analytics to give yourself the best chance of winning every single game. And over the course of 162 games, even if it costs you one in April and one in May, right. over the course of the long season, it winds up winning you more than it costs you. You know, I love the example here that you always see like a, a routine you know, ground ball go through the infield exactly where the second baseman, say, usually stands. Right. But he's shifted. So that one time you say, oh, my goodness. Right. I hate the, the shift. shift. It doesn't it. work. Right. But you're not, you're not mentioning the 10 other times that he grounded right into the teeth of the shift and it worked. You can't be selective. You have to do it or you have to not do it at all. And right now, all 30 teams in the league are doing it. Right. And, and that's true for every sport. And we had this conversation recently that – Analytics, once again, football just leads a charmed existence. <laughs> the things that analytics tell you to do in football happen to be the things that make football more exciting. Analytics tell you throw the ball more. Analytics tell you go for it on fourth down more. Analytics tell you try and score more points. That's the way to win. That, they make football better. Analytics have made basketball worse. I've told you that. That was actually the root of my rant, if you will, recently about this, that all anyone is doing is shooting threes. Analytics are annihilating baseball for exactly the reason Don just pointed out, even if you're telling me that specific example wasn't the perfect one. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. All right, we are rolling now. We've got Tim Hasselbeck talking quarterbacks on our next hour. i got a bunch of draft stuff. But again, coming up next, I will offer you absolute proof that when it comes to sports, I am playing chess, and the rest of the world is playing Parcheesi. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.